0: 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733, the live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark, and Adam Kokesh. and JJ. You can call in and talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. Free Talk Live is just, we're crazy that way. You can uh, bring up any topic you'd like. Also, our website's fully interactive. You Go to freetalklive.com, and you can... Upload or link to stories, blog posts, whatever uh, makes you happy. And folks can vote on it. You can vote on other people's stuff. Vote it up, vote it down. It's quite interactive that way. Freetalklive.com. JJ, you got a story about a pharmacist for me?
1: Yes, that's right. I've got this story here from MSN, uh, msnbc.com or msn.com, whichever you're out there using. Anyway, <clears throat> a Michigan pharmacist who fought off to armed attackers by firing his gun in his uh, own uh, A gun of his own in a, an attempt to thwart a robbery in May has been hailed by many as a hero. After the hair-raising confrontation that had, was captured on surveillance video, Jeremy Hoven's employer rewarded him with a pink slip. Now Hoven is fighting back, filing a federal lawsuit against Walgreens for wrong, wrongful termination. No life was lost, no life was harmed, and nothing was stolen, Hoven's lawyer, Dan Swanson, told NBC no- News. So in that context, I think he was a hero. He was exercising his reasonable right of self-defense in the face of a gunman who attempted to pull the trigger three times and shoot him, presumably shoot him dead. Hovind was working an overnight shift at the Walgreens in Benton Harbor, Michigan, in May, when two armed gunmen burst through the door. One pointed a gun in the back of one of Hovind's fellow employees, while the other leapt over the counter into the pharmacy area. Hovind immediately grabbed a gun of his own in his left hand, and while holding the phone in his right... Caught on surveillance video, the armed robber behind the counter attempted to fire at Hovind three times, but the gun malfunctioned. Hoven fired three shots of his own, causing both gunmen to flee the store without anyone being hurt or anything being stolen. A fellow employee quickly scrambled to retrieve one of the guns left behind. The two gunmen are still at large. So let me get this straight.
0: He reached for a gun, and the gunman tried to shoot him, and then he shot, fired off three bullets. The gunman ran away. That's correct. And uh, Walgreens is attempting to fire him because he shouldn't have reached for the gun, is their opinion? they should He
1: should not escalate a situation? No. it's uh, According to the uh, store policy, the article goes on to say, uh, the incident resulted in his termination. Hoven had to conceal weapons from him, but did not inform Walgreens that he was in possession of a gun at work, a weapon he purchased, he said, after the store was robbed in 2007. Store employees received comprehensive training on how to react and respond to potential robbery situation, Walgreens said in a statement. Law enforcement strongly advises against confrontation of crime suspects. Of course, of course, they they don't want people to uh, to bother their monopoly on on protecting themselves and their property and their interests. They don't want that to happen.
2: Well, the government, when 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 they got involved with this case, they just they, they asked was was anything stolen or was anybody hurt, and then they said, well, the, what's the point then? And that was the threat to their monopoly. So it's understand that, understandable. There's a, a threat here. So w- how that is manifest, sort of, in the policy of of the employer here, you know, makes it kind of a, a muddy case. But of course, they don't want to take on the liability be- because of the legal groundwork that the government has created and the incent, the warped incentive that makes it difficult legally for you to defend yourself.
1: Right. Of course, they don't. I think, and also the the idea that. Well, the indoctrination, that the issue that I have is the indoctrination that the first thing you do whenever anything bad happens is call the police. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking for means to defend yourself or to de-escalate the situation or to seek alternative solutions, the first response is to escalate the situation by telling them the police are coming. I'm calling the guys with guns and badges. They're going to come and beat you up and kill you or whatever. Because when seconds count, well, the police I mean, are
2: just minutes away. <laughs>
1: this guy didn't solve the problem by
0: picking up a phone and dialing 911. He p- solved the problem by picking up a gun. And um, you know, apparently the, the robber had a chance to try to shoot him three times. That's right. Uh, uh, prior to him firing off some rounds, I mean, I don't know exactly what happened, but it, it sounds like grabbing the gun here might have been a foolish choice. Well, on, on the uh, on the, the on th- the part of the pharmacist, I'm not saying I have a problem with people arming themselves. Well, I'm not saying it, here's I
1: have a- here's the one point I'd like to make is that if someone is actively trying to kill you by pulling a trigger on a gun and pointing it at you, at that point. Whatever agreement you have with your job or anything else is secondary. Yeah, Self-interest no is primary.
0: Well, I think that what um, – Self-preservation Yes, I, I would not disagree with that statement. But it, what, I'm, what I'm hearing from the story, and that's the only thing I have to work with – none of us were there, so sure. it's difficult to know um, exactly what happened – is that – the pharmacist reached for the gun. Then the crook attempted to shoot. Attempted to shoot him. I can understand why the crook would not want um, the pharmacist. No, to I have. think wait, the wait, story began. First. No. Wasn't it?
2: Wasn't it? He took three shots, or took. The, three they walked in first. and pointed
0: a gun to the back of his coworker. Right. Well, they, they pointed guns. Certainly, that's how one uh, commits a robbery. But, um, <laughs> but pointing guns doesn't necessarily mean in the in the course of a robbery, because most robberies that include guns don't involve people being shot to death or even shot for that matter right
2: but i think attempted to you the attempt came before the reaction so. not according
1: to this story i mean i just according read to the, th- well the the basically one of the robbers jumped over the counter right into the pharmacy hoven immediately grabbed a gun of his own in his left hand while holding a phone in the right and then the armed robber attempted to fire at hoven three times but the gun malfunctioned. hoven returned fire with three shots of his own so, grabbed gun, crook shot,
0: attempted to shoot, pharmacist shot. Okay. So, the pharmacist grabbed a gun, and I, I, I just don't think it's a great idea to have grabbed a gun or a phone during a robbery. I mean, that's my opinion. I'm not saying that the guy's wrong. I'm just saying that this may not have been the best way to deal tactically, with the situation. Tactically speaking. Right. I mean, you know, if I've got a guy with a gun holding a gun on me, I'm not going to reach for a gun. Um, I'm not saying that if you have somebody who's doing committing a crime or something that uh, that, that using some kind of force to prevent them from causing further damage
2: is, is uncalled for. Well, wait, there's one part of the story that's missing then from the tactical analysis, which okay. is the the manner in which he drew the gun. It just says he drew it, then the robber attempted to shoot at him. So you, you're, you're right that that might have been a bad idea, but maybe he drew it and had it what, at the ready or had it I concealed see? somehow or wasn't waving it in the robber's face. Um, so you're right, though. It could have been the wrong move tactically if, if, he, if he did it the wrong way. I think, it's, if I think I'm the robbing, story is incomplete, what, though. What, if I'm
0: robbing, robbing a ph- pharmacy, anybody with a gun is a huge threat to me. Um, so, I mean, you know, so therefore be, don't be a threat to the guy robbing the pharmacy could have he could really just wants He could have saw
1: in. an opportunity, <laughs> a tactical opportunity. Well, the, well, one guy is sitting here trying to jump over the counter. He's clearly not pointing a gun at me. I can grab my own and probably try to defend myself in some reasonable Time frame,
0: and he got lucky to be alive. But the, the I, I would say that his tactics were flawed, and I would not fault Walgreens for choosing to fire somebody f- for making such, you know, r- right. a bad decision. Walgreens can tactically. fire.
1: I mean, they could fire whoever they want yep. for whatever reason they want. That's, sure. I mean, that's their prerogative. But at the same time, I think people defending themselves more and more often, I think, will lead to less and less crime because if the crime is mitigated at the point of not sale but crime. Then I think more people who are in that mindset of committing crimes are going to realize, reading the news, that, well, my chances of succeeding and walking away are slimmer.
0: I would agree that um, if, if more people had guns on their hips, we would have less crime. But I would also say that if you're in that first that vanguard of people that are going to have guns on their hips and defend folks, that there's there's going to be some casualties in that war. Certainly. while we get the uh, while we get the crooks used to the idea that people are carrying guns again, and it doesn't bother me if this pharmacist wants to take that risk for himself because it looks like the guy attempted to uh, pop three caps in his butt, um, and he got really lucky. But if he was the pharmacist, the other pharmacist who didn't draw a gun, and they decided, well, we just executed this guy, we're going to need to execute him too i don't want to be that other guy you know like i don't i feel like this guy made a decision for me in that case where i just want to hey because hey he here's well, your
1: dilaudids dude get yeah, out of here I, well mark at the same time i i have to say that this, this situation you know each individual reacts in their own manner and whatever training they've had perhaps he's former military and he just sort of I got into it a, I, well
2: because because yeah. there was there was one big second tactical mistake here. and what's this I mean, what Mark is getting at, and it seems like it, it might be open to debate about the details of the situation, if you can avoid drawing a weapon and escalating a situation where it's between a guy with a gun and some Vicodin, yeah, let the guy take the Vicodin. But if he's already tried to shoot you three times, and you've got your gun drawn, the next tactical mistake that was made here was missing. Yeah, <laughs> right? and there you go. I, I agree. Yes, uh, and it, it's pharmacies aren't generally that
0: big. No, but they do get knocked over quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying I it sounds like a really lucky situation. I don't I'm not going to propose what uh, what Walgreens should do in this circumstance. But um, it's up to them. You know, it's yeah, good. I'm sure if he's got good pharmacy training that he'll get a job someplace. What do you <laughs> think? Am I wrong? 855
3: 450 free free talk live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com.
0: Talk Live, 855 450 Free. That's the Sickle Toll Free Call in line, 855-450-3733. Check out shop.freetalklive.com where you can get all the things that you buy online from Amazon or Newegg through shop.freetalklive.com. You know, you'll get the same service, the same great products, the same great prices that you would normally get. Free Talk Live will get a little spiff. It's shop.freetalklive.com. It's a great way to help Free Talk Live and get all the stuff that you normally buy online. All the amazing things that they've got at Amazon. have got everything you can You can almost live off of everything that they have at Amazon. It's shop.freetalklive.com. It's uh, Mark with you?
2: And Adam Kokish. And JJ.
0: And let's, you know, we're still talking about this uh, the story where this pharmacist in Bitten Harbor, Michigan, apparently. We've
2: reviewed the tapes. We have <laughs> reviewed,
0: reviewed the tapes. And I, 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 I don't think we've come to any, I haven't come to any more conclusions that I had during this story. I can't tell when this gentleman pulled his gun. No, it's difficult to see that. And I've got to say that I think that. Okay, if somebody if the robber comes over the the thing and looks like he's trying to shoot the guy immediately. Yes, as yeah. soon as he leaped
1: it, but, you can't
2: fault him for drawing at that point.
1: If he had, if,
0: if if he if the guy looked like he was trying to shoot him, I I have no problem with him drawing at that <laughs> point. If he drew and then the guy looked like he was trying to shoot him, which we have no information whatsoever on, um, then I think he escalates um, foolishly escalated the situation. I'm not saying it's illegal. I'm not saying it should be illegal. I'm not saying that you know the guy should have been shot or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, when guys want Vicodin, you give them Vicodin. You know, <laughs> yeah. I guess
2: um, and- generosity is the greatest way to achieving real liberty. <laughs> you Don't know? make people be you know, be 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 generous with yourself, with your productivity, engage in in commerce, and if it comes to a threat versus Vicodin. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, I mean, if this was a, if this was somebody, for instance, he's the he's the main target. He's the pharmacist behind the desk. He's the guy who holds the right. key to the drugs. So if this was a customer on the other side of the desk that um, you know had a gun was able to sneak it out and then pop one of these guys while they were holding the pharmacist, I got no problem with that. What I'm saying is, is that it looks like it sounds like he may have escalated the situation, and that's not a good idea. When a guy comes in, he wants Vicodin. You say, "Here's some Dilaudids too. You'll love
1: them." Get <laughs> right out of here. We had that robbery. <laughs> Keen, uh, Something that'll mix with the well pharmacy. With it, right? yep. you, <laughs> and,
0: got, you were actually there. Yes,
1: and I didn't so draw. Tell, I didn't, tell us the story. Yep. Yeah, I didn't draw mine. I just basically chased him on the alleyway as I, I saw him come out of the apothecary.
0: You had a gun on
1: you, but he you was, chose not he to. He had a knife.
0: And he had a knife. Yes. So this guy brought a knife to a gunfight, and you chose <laughs> not to just uh, you know take care of that That's situation right. immediately. Smart tactics. Right.
1: Yep. Well, I basically chased him. He had a getaway car waiting for him. Um, and But the moral that I, I basically bring this up for is that the, the ladies in the store were, were talking about how he was reacting. And, you know, I came into the store afterwards and just checked on things and whatnot before the police showed up. And then uh, they were basically saying that he was just wigging out. He was just really unstable, uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. He needed his fix. And it was very clear that he was shaking. And uh, so they were just scared that he would just, you know, mistakenly stab someone. Or, mm-hmm. So the, the the situation, when you're dealing with someone who needs that drug fix, they're sure. an extremely unpredictable individual at that point. And I think that ought to be factored into the the whole equation.
2: Right. Well, think of it. Don't think of it in in law enforcement terms. What would a cop or a security guard have to do if they were there? But you know, in in, in a true free market, institutionalizations would exi- or institutions would exist to address this. You would have the kind of dispute resolutions that w- or organizations that would exist for the purpose of resolving this in the most economic way possible. And it would be give the guy the fix, follow him home. Address the restitution, however,
0: is deemed appropriate. Well, I don't that. think that um, any uh, dispute resolution organization would give you too much trouble for shooting a robber who come an armed robber who comes in with a gun in their hand, either. Right. But um, you know, I don't. For me, this all boils down to when did the pharmacist draw his weapon? Yeah. If his weapon was drawn after he, uh, the the guy looked like, and I mean, the guy looked like he attempted to shoot him with yes. some uh, Saturday Night Special. Yeah. And if he drew his weapon after after that. I got no problem with it at all. Of course, it's a bad time to draw your weapon after somebody attempts to shoot you. But every one, you know, that one in X hundred times will a robber uh, ki- try to kill you rather than just rob you. Usually, it's the best idea just to give them the money, the crack, the the you know whatever it is you've got, right. and you know forget
1: all the rest of it. And I I agree that that you know f- a ten vicodin or whatever aren't worth a human life. Oh no, he's you know got more that than sort vicodin of that. you know or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the, ten vicodin will get you killed at right. a pharmacy. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying, but the, the the principle basically that you know the the whole you know equal equal use of force and response. You know, if someone isn't actually shooting anyone, he could have an empty gun. You know, he could just. He doesn't want to shoot because he don't, doesn't want that rap. He knows the murder charge is much harder than uh, serving no, some JJ, time for roxy. No, JJ, it has Oxy. nothing.
0: Th- this isn't about a peaceful. Uh, you know what, what you're thinking about here. For me, this is about not getting your butt or anybody else's butt killed that's really what it is this pharmacist could have died if the situation well, is as I understand it this pharmacist could have died because he tried to pull his weapon sure. and he didn't do it in, in a fashion Certainly. that was uh you know expeditious and his uh
1: the fellow in imp- story and he could have died if too. he said the wrong thing to the dude it's he could much is true. If maybe
0: if he just mouthed
1: off to him the wrong way don't
0: mouth off to armed criminals mm-hmm. give them their vicodin hey man here's some here's some dilatids. yeah <laughs> and know, just in here's case some don't, stuff don't. will make you throw up afterwards mm-hmm. whatever yeah. you know here's and
2: some t- cough syrup. just in case don't Mouth off to armed free staters Either <laughs> oh jeez,
0: you know I mean I think that I think guns on hips um, do make people slightly more polite if, if after they uh, get a, get a little scared. But oh, I opened this care- guy had a gun in his hand, which as far as I'm concerned right. is largely a threat. If you're talking about a handgun, I don't know how one carries a rifle. And frankly, um, you know you have to pretty much carry that thing in your hand. I remember stories of people carrying their you know I've heard stories of people carrying their rifles in downtown Keene, you know, going out to do some rabbit hunting. So how else would you carry it?
2: Right, well, I I open carried when I lived in New Mexico. I don't get to now, uh, or I didn't get to living in D.C. But the best part of open carrying is getting the best customer service everywhere <laughs> you go. But I, I did the math. Don't here. they all think you're cop? I mean, isn't <laughs> that what everybody thinks? Yeah, I get asked that a lot, even when I'm not open carrying. Well, you got short hair. <laughs> so you just walk around with a yeah. dog. Sometimes they go, "That's a police dog, isn't it?" Um, but uh, I, I I've done the math, and it, it actually the street value of a junkie's life is about nine hundred and fifty. Vicodin, but with inflation and the way the labor market is today, it's probably down to about eight twenty-five. So, junkies beware! If you want to steal more than you know eight hundred twenty-five Vicodin at a time,
0: yeah, you make some uh, oxy in uh, there. Now, now you're asking for trouble. Percocets, oh geez, yeah. Well, there's a reason that the junkies go and um, rob the pharmacy, and they don't rob the drug dealers. The drug de-
1: dealers have no recourse to the police, <laughs> so they're well, armed. and they're usually armed too. <laughs>
0: and that, well, that's that's the reason they're one of the reasons that they're armed is because they have no recourse. Well, to what the police. if what
1: if every pharmacy out there said we are armed? Well, I, I look, I uh, the, I'm just saying. Is, okay so this is a what
0: they call a market failure and yeah. let me explain to you how that works go ahead a market failure is when it is expeditious for you to do one thing but expeditious for everybody if you do something else so for instance when you're talking about uh, Derek J uh, smoking marijuana out on Central square if everybody would have blazed up all what were there uh, you know several dozen people out there would have blazed up at one time while those nine cops were on Central square they wouldn't have been able to take everybody out but Derek when Derek just Derek jay did then they took him away to jail while everybody filmed him but you know so so it threw off the situation if everybody would have done the same thing at once then it would have been fine but they didn't so the one guy he goes down yep so that's how that that's how that goes and that's why that's why the government for one reason the government is able to grow and grow and grow because it is willing to use force where normal folks are not because it has the it has the privilege lack of conscience well, it's. I think that they, they claim for themselves this privilege. They have this uh, the, air of legitimacy.
1: Arrogance, pridefulness, yeah. I'm, not I'm better than that. you.
0: I'm t- talking about people believe I'm in a class right. system
1: that's above you.
0: 855-450-free. <laughs> that's the SACL toll-free call in line.
4: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Morsels, helping you create special moments and memories your family will cherish forever. Visit us at tollhouse.com. You may bake for birthdays and holidays, but why stop there? Sweeten up the rest of the year by designating monthly dessert days. Treat your family to one of their favorites or surprise them with something new. Either way, you'll create a tradition everyone will love. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. We've been talking about this uh, pharmacist who got himself fired over uh, using a gun to thwart a robbery. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? I think this this pharmacist figuring out that attorneys are quite expensive. <laughs> I wish the best to him. Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys or that do have attorneys and need to keep an eye on them and know what they're doing. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. I, um, at one point in my life, took a uh, auto mechanics course from uh, the local VoTech, and I don't work on my own car, but I do know <laughs> that uh, you know I don't get cheated at the at the mechanic shop because I have a general idea what's going on. Jurisdictionary gives you that idea. Go there, buy the course. It's JurisDictionary dot com. Let's go to TSA George calling in from the belly of the beast in Washington D C. TSA George.
5: Hey guys. Hey, um, hey, I don't nice to hear from you again after the Je- Jefferson Dance Party, by the way.
2: Well, thank you.
5: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I was just calling because, um, like yesterday, some get this, um, some plane had some engine trouble, thing like that. Smoking was coming out. They had to abandon it, and guess who was on it?
0: Okay, and in, uh, hold on just a second. A plane had some engine trouble, and they had to abandon it. And then uh, you want me to guess who was on it?
5: No, was like you'll you know this. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was on it right there. She, <laughs> they, they forced, they, they evacuated the whole plane, it, and basically, basically yeah, I looked, took, uh, I saw the video footage of this. It was like a United flight going from here to Frisco, mm-hmm. um, and um, that's that how is, all the folks call it Frisco.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, a- oh, San Fran. Sorry,
0: <laughs> that's all right. Whatever i I just yeah, never noticed like, anybody in San Francisco calling it frisco <laughs> what kind of
2: what kind of security do Supreme Court justices get to travel with? What I mean? have
5: no idea, but just kind it of entertaining that, that she was almost it's like she, she had to jump out of that and I was just thinking to myself yeah she, as she was jumping on that inflatable slide,' part of saying this planes in contempt of court
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, so this story hasn 't come out anywhere though, right.
5: It was like you would say today. I posted it on Facebook last night. Um, yeah, it was like, basically, basically, they saw some smoke coming out of the e- engine, but ironically enough, a 757, when they first start their engines, always belched out a little smoke, and some passengers just freaked out. So you, you, <laughs> you think this is you know the I'm normal saying? behavior? I, well, I saw the footage on there. It's like There was no burn marks at, at all on, on that plane, and it's like, and I'm thinking they probably just over, overreacted. They could have brought the plane back to the gate instead of sitting there at the tarmac and opening the emergency exits. You know how much just one emergency slide costs on a 757?
1: That's a small price to pay for our safety. Wait, what was that again?
5: Yeah. 50, 000, each, each individual wow. inflatable slide on a, on a plane, especially a 757, which is what this was, costs $50,000. It's it's nice chunk change. Cost of, uh, cost
2: of compliance with government regulations right there.
5: Yeah. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I was like, God, this thing it costs almost United I mean, a quarter million dollars just in that, plus all that um, um all those people that gotta get re bugged. one person's apparently broken their leg or something like that and during the evacuation.
0: Right. So you the know? most dangerous thing that happened was the slide that was deployed. <laughs> <laughs> George, yeah,
5: that's so like it's just crazy like that. Yep. And not, not to mention, also, that they canceled one flight to Madrid two nights in a row. And like I, I, can just, I can just imagine being... Why did like they cancel like That got booked, booked, booked off and then got What's to go again. Booked off, <laughs> and it, Yeah, twice. Like, you, like Your flight got what? canceled twice in a Why row. Why did it get it canceled, like, George? The plane broke.
0: The plane broke.
5: Same airline, too, United.
0: Mm. Is it the same type of plane?
5: Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing that's a '67, but I'm thinking the yeah, colors they still. paint
0: on it don't really matter. Oh, uh,
5: Yeah. All right. Either way, like I'm staying away from that airline with how, with how their maintenance is.
0: Well, our new sponsor is United Airlines. We appreciate your call. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> they fly the friendly skies, and yeah. you know it, or whatever. Like that. <laughs> I don't know what.
2: That is. <laughs> well, speaking of friendly skies, we're now getting to more friendly football stadiums.
0: Yeah, you know, there was an incident um where I, I this was in I think it was Dallas Cowboys. It might have been the Dallas Cowboys where I, um, a um here's how it went. The national anthem was paid on nine eleven. If you don't stand up on nine eleven for the national anthem, you're clearly uh, you know, a member of Hezbollah Terrorist. and ready to kill <laughs> us all. Um so this guy doesn't stand he the by the way turns out he's a Jehovah's Witness witness and he's one of several Christian uh, organizations that don't stand uh, Quakers don't do it either so it's an affront to God right to worship the state that, that's that's what it's all about as far as uh, as far as many folks are
2: concerned I can respect that it's idol yeah. worship yeah. of all things that come out of organization of, of organized religion saying that God is above the state and that worshiping the state is offensive or, or an affront sure to God, and,
1: and, I can respect that until until you tell me that your God told me you have to kill certain people <laughs> and that's when i lose and that respect use the state to yeah, carry that out exactly right.
0: <laughs> when you think about when you think about it um, when the uh, israelites were worshiping the golden calf um, and moses comes down he gets all upset and i guess grinds up the golden calf and makes them drink it i'm not exactly sure it was the world's first nutritional <laughs> supplement um, oh geez and, uh, apparently well the golden calf is a god of egypt and remember that the pharaoh is one of the pantheon of gods in egypt and he has a, has a direct link to the gods so essentially this is a political item that they were choosing to
2: uh to to bow wait, wait, to wait wait. i thought it was it was astrological wasn't it it was the age of the bull and then the age of aquarius i'm just saying that fish, um, at no, this point Pisces, Jesus, Pisces. ah yes up the fish, until the fish symbol yes
0: up until oh a couple hundred years ago essentially the the political and the religious were collapsed and I still yes, think that right. they are to a large extent because Americans act like that's a graven image. Well, it's, it's a mean, civic
2: religion, and, and that's a very good term for it. It really explains yep. a lot. It's It's better than calling it a political culture. To call it a civic religion is really more accurate. So um the apparently a marine an ex-marine in the row
0: does or a former I don't know what whatever the, the marines call themselves um former or ex or whatever it is doesn't want to let Somewhere him there out you said
2: the right one so I'll let it go. Wants okay.
0: <laughs> doesn't want to let the guy out when he go, wants to go to the bathroom and uh, he won't get up and you know how the packed those seats are in stadiums oh, yeah. if the guy doesn't get up you just can't get up he's like well you didn't stand for the flag so I'm not standing for you or something like that. Whoa. So then the gentleman pulls out a taser and tases the Marine in the neck. So so this story's got like a whole
2: bunch of fail in it, right?
6: Jeez.
0: And I believe that this is where this story comes
2: from. All right. NFL wants pat downs from ankles up at stadiums. So next time you're going to have to sneak your taser in in your boots. Um, But stadiums, apparently football stadiums have been kept safe by security guards vigilantly Only patting down fans from the
1: waist up. So that whatever's in your pockets below your waist. That makes a lot of sense, right?
2: Right. Uh, Talk about meaningless security theater. We're going to pat down the half of your body where most people don't smuggle things
1: anyways
2: <laughs> and uh, make you think that that's going to make for a safe football-watching experience.
1: That is the perfect example of the theater aspect and the whole placebo effect that comes with the theater. So here's the greatest part about this,
2: because the NFL, they they want to be part of the civic religion, right? They they want to be American flags rah, rah, and, rah. And, and apple pie and all that. So they they're even calling them... Enhanced <laughs> pat down procedures. Oh my! God. Like enha- I don't know. They use government terms. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it's 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 like mock government. I mean, well, that's I mean, football mock combat. I don't know how far we want to get into that analysis, but I'll start. I'll start. I'll start telling you how amazing okay. rugby is and how horrible football is. I don't know if you want to go down that road, but seriously, this this uh now it's the ankles up. Seriously, like uh, this is. It's uh, it's offensively stupid. I mean, football fans, really, are you putting up with this?
1: You know how many fights yes, are, are just... You have people, they could be <laughs> naked, covered in paint and numbers, and they're still going to fight each other over stupid, a stupid goal or a pass or a fumble or whatever. He's wearing the wrong color paint on his chest, but it he's naked.
0: Me, it makes me not want to go to professional sports. I mean, that's how it makes me feel. A little bit more. 855-453.
7: Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9.
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the Sacles toll-free call in line, 1-855-450-3733. Here on the live Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Adam. And J.J. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's
1: freedomsphoenix.com. Hey, Mark, I just want to say you're doing a great job. I know you're still a little frustrated with Ian being out, but, uh, you've, you've definitely increased your skill sets and talent pool was, uh, just. Getting the job done here at the Free Talk Live Studios. We
0: are on day 37 of the Ian Freeman incarceration count-up, and it's good to know that my skills are increasing. I can use them in prison after I have strangled his skinny <laughs> little butt when he gets out. <laughs> are you <laughs> hateful? so angry with him, Great I job, swear Mark. to God. So proud of you. <laughs> All right, um, so we're talking about the NFL and uh, their their increased pat-downs. Somehow or another, they were doing pat-downs just in the boobage areas, apparently, um, <laughs> to make sure <laughs> no, no women were smuggling... Uh, you know, guns in their cleavage, I guess. I'm not exactly sure what they were doing, but as I understand it, they weren't doing pad downs below the waist. Right, it was just waist up. So where do people generally carry their, I mean, d- does that mean pockets? They didn't check people's pockets? Well,
1: I think if you're profiling, let's, let's think of the profiling analogy. And uh, Well, most, I think, terrorists carry their, uh, their rocket propelled grenade over their shoulder, so you'd definitely find it if you search waist yeah, up. Which is true.
2: <laughs> well, ever since then, the, the uh, suicide vest manufacturers have been designing suicide underpants, so it has <laughs> been good for business. I, I Somewhere.
1: <laughs> the market innovates. You know, I
0: mean, I would think a lot of people carry their handgun, you know, a lot of people carry it in their waistband, but if they're going into a game and they want to get it passed and they've done this a few times, they're probably going to carry it in their ankle holster. Well, what
2: I really want to know is how does Rick Perry carry it while he's jogging? Does he carry one of those That's I don't know. That's, that's, that's what there have I, to be. I read it somewhere on the interwebs. There have to be um,
0: setups for, for carrying a gun while you're jogging. I mean, at least a small one. But of those little Caltech uh, uh, 32s, I mean, you
2: can carry that thing anywhere. What do you mean? I, you just carry your, your M16 oh, right I out see. for your uh, AR, but, excuse me, right out in front of you uh, with two hands. Yeah. A Marine, That's they're right.
0: rifleman. <laughs> they, they, they don't understand that whole handgun thing. I gotcha. Well, um, so now we're going to all be safe from somebody carrying a taser. Is that the idea? I mean, to me, this was this was kind of a petty thing to begin, to to just to get started with. First off... If people don't want to stand for your little pledged allegiance and the, the you know, the singing of the national anthem or whatever, it's okay. It's okay. Look, I know they may not believe what you believe,
2: but that doesn't make them a bad person. Wait, 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 hold on a second. They 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 didn't say like what's not allowed in the stadium in the first place. I mean there there's another sure there's a side <laughs> story in this that, that um Tom Brady uh, for those of you that know some some famous patriots quarterback is encouraging fans to start drinking early for an upcoming game as he said quote it's a 4:15 game they have a lot of time to get lubed out looped up come out here and cheer for the home team cuz you know that's that's what it takes you really have to dumb yourself
1: down to enjoy football <laughs> um <laughs> 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 no, I know the whole yeah the whole jingoistic nationalistic blah blah blah. My tribe is better than your tribe. I I don't get
0: uh, football games entirely. I have gone uh, many times to Tampa Bay Buccaneers football games. Probably my many I should say probably about a half a dozen times, and I enjoy watching it. But you can't really get the 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 view on it that you get. From home, if you've got really good tickets, like the three and four and five hundred dollar tickets, you can probably see it real well. I don't know. I paid like fifty and was up in the nose fifty and eighty and was up in the nosebleed seats. But you know, I,
2: are, are they not? But hold on, sorry, I, I, I lost the point I was going to make. But are they going to stop allowing tasers, or was a taser allowed? I don't think a That's taser was question. allowed. I would imagine. I mean, if you're, but cops t- cops can tase any old time, but citizens cannot tase. What about pepper spray? I I don't know. I think that probably not. I mean, if I was a a woman going into a football stadium full of, well, typical drunk American football fans, I would want to be armed somehow. Uh, You know, it would be that one fan among the
0: 50,000 that would do something terrible to you. I mean, at that point, you have to rely on the security of the stadium. And I'm not saying the security stinks, but they can't be everywhere at once. Yep. They just can't be everywhere at once. Um, let's go to Errol in South Carolina. Errol? Hi, guys. What's
6: happening?
3: I always thought that football would be more interesting if the field looked more like a World War I battlefield.
0: Why so With like trenches? Football, kind of boring. Trenches?
8: I just need some barbed wire and some ditches. How clouds of mustard mow that? gas. Yeah.
2: Clouds of mustard <laughs> gas.
1: Screams of falling comrades dying. yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, I've never been inclined to go to a game anyways. But what I called and really wanted to ask was uh, uh, if Adam ever got his day in court for his uh, dancing in a restricted area.
2: That's a good question. It is coming up next Wednesday on the 21st. We have been asked Uh, to pay the dance tax of $100 or appear in court. And we are all planning on appearing in court. And we're actually tonight having a little bit of a fundraiser for the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund around this, and we're hope we're asking people to help us be prepared to pay the dance tax. Um, already having to show up for a day in court is a is of a significant cost that it might. Be uh, of greater burden than paying a hundred dollar citation. I'd right. give him a hundred bucks and stretch out my vacation. <laughs> well, I I kind of want to go and and make my case. And sure, part of what we wanted to do with the action originally was to overturn the first judge's ruling, who mm-hmm. said f the, the, the idea of, of a judge thinking that he has the authority to say dancing silently in a public space. Because of his subjective reasons of what is appropriate reverence to the dance master president himself, Thomas Jefferson, is inappropriate. So I, I want to take the opportunity, Mark, you know, to go to court and make that point. It's just not, not just yeah, a matter I, of the logistics of this. I welcome you to take that opportunity. <laughs> but we're inviting people, and I, I, I'm i sorry I don't have the mailing address uh, in front of me for the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. But we're asking people to to join us in sticking it to the man by getting a $2 bill with Thomas Jefferson on it, and writing what you would say to the judge or the court system responsible for our arrests for dancing in a restricted area. And we'll go in next Wednesday, and we will be ready, if we have to, to avoid jail time, to pay the dance tax with your $2 bills to carry your message. And you can put it right there in a little word bubble in front of Jefferson's mouth and stick it to the man like that join us in this effort and and help uh, any anything if uh, if we are not required to pay the fine if we're able to get the case dismissed all of the proceeds and, and any extra donations beyond taking care of the Thomas Jefferson Five, who have all been asked to pay $100, uh, will go to support the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, CDEvolution.org. Yeah, I don't have
0: an address here at CDEvolution.org. I'm not, I'm not certain. You could do the one-time contribution, and the, we'd actually have um, $2 bills here with uh, Free Talk Live stamped on one side and Free Keen stamped on the other. So that's another option. There's, there's your Free Talk Live bonus offer. There you go. Wow. Got the one-time That's contribution, CD
1: and evolution. the idea, you know, I'm mean, just just going up in front of that judge and just saying, I was arrested for dancing. I mean, the, the absurdity is just how I can't even it, wrap my head around the absurdity in, in the the misunderstanding between what an actual crime is, where you harm someone, damage property, or or otherwise defraud someone, and dancing. I mean, there there the disparity is just if the judge can't really understand that. I understand there's a previous decision you want to overturn but it, it shouldn 't even be a, it shouldn 't even be an issue it shouldn't this well, shouldn 't even have come this far i don 't
0: know i mean i think that there's I, I think that the problem here is public ownership of uh, monuments uh, because this way people yep. can 't make their own decisions um, as far as it goes because you know this. This is where you get into the uh, ambiguous language of reasonable and that kind of thing. It makes sense that somebody wouldn't be able to go there and say um, hold their own Pentecostal church um, every day at uh, 11 a.m. because that would be a misuse of the area. But one would say, well, it's public property. They should be able to do whatever they want. I'm not saying that people silently dancing is stepping over the line. I do not believe that it is. However. I do think that as a government, they have to have some kind of line because as any property owner would have to have some kind of line. The problem is taxation and monopolies.
2: But, Mark, if the government didn't control the monuments, there'd be no point in making altars to statism in the
0: first
1: place.
3: (laughs) Well, I think we can
2: buy it. What's that, Errol?
3: Maybe we can buy it.
2: Ooh. I, it's an expensive
0: like monument, developed. I'm sure.
2: You yeah. know what? If the, When the government gets desperate enough, that might be the next thing. We'll raise the funds to buy the Thomas Jefferson Memorial for They're the going to start movement. selling off land in yep. Alaska first. <laughs> yeah, Ah, yeah. Oh,
0: darn. <laughs> the last
2: place they're going to be selling off is their marble monuments to their
0: uh, ex-presidents in, oh, in yes. the heart of the beast. Well,
2: hey, when we come back, we got some stories to relate from the square here in Keene today. Some people smoked marijuana and didn't get arrested this time.
0: Errol, thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE cycle toll-free call-in line. You can call in and, well, you take control of the airwaves and free talk live. Live eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on the live Thursday night edition
2: with Mark and Adam and JJ. Is it wrong that every time he says that I want to say va right before he says his name? No, not at all. The Mark. The, I, I think that's va. That's, va. Uh, oh va, no, Mark.
1: I get you. I get you. I get. Do no I idea. have to say it? Have, do JJ? it. But JJ?
2: Oh, I gotcha. (laughs) I didn't
1: get it.
0: I didn't get it. Uh, But I do know that this is the show about your calls, and uh, Derek J, one of our normal uh, co-hosts, is on the line, calling in from jail. Derek? Hello!
3: How's everyone doing tonight?
0: Uh, Pretty soon we're just going to move the equipment into the Cheshire County Jail. (laughs) (laughs) The King Spiritual Retreat. Yeah,
3: exactly. Well, it is a wonderful place
0: here. Um, um, Talk right into the phone, Derek. Oh,
3: yeah. I'm talking as close into the phone as humanly possible i'm just giving it mouth to mouth right now well, oh yeah and i just wanted to tell everyone that i will be getting out of here as soon as bail is posted and i just uh, really appreciate everyone's support all of those who watch the video uh those of you who are making the move to Keene because of the activism that happens here how much is thank
0: you. how much is bail and who's posting it
3: Bail is $2,000. I'm paying for it all myself, taking it out of my retirement account. So if anyone would like to help me to replenish that supply, I'll be uh, selling things. I will be um, giving handwritten letters uh, of thanks uh, accompanied with a picture of me, um, signed, uh, a picture of the incident, and that would be for a donation of $20 or less. And a donation of twenty dollars or more will get you a videotape of me dancing and singing a song of your choice. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Pretty darn funny. It's
0: great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I I want to see you you do. I want to see you do Purple
2: Rain.
3: (laughs) Well, you you just send me those bills, Mark. I will do Purple Rain and I'll I'll do a sexy dance
2: for you. Wow! (laughs) Oh, good. So just for you, Mark. Got
3: that and. What else? I had one other thing that I was proposing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, If uh, those of you uh, who have seen the video feel moved enough to donate $1,000 or more, I will not only do what I mentioned with the dancing to a song of your choice, singing a song of your choice, writing you a handwritten letter of thanks, and sending you a picture of the incident with my autograph. I will also send you my entire wardrobe of the day that I was arrested, um, all of it, of course, and, and, and he, included.
1: That's fun. He wow. looks good too, doesn't he? I mean, he's, he's,
0: he's a really well dressed guy. I mean, yeah. you're not going to be able to wear it unless you have a size thirty waist. I mean, that'll go around
3: my thigh. <laughs> oh, well, the, the clothes themselves are pretty much near worth a thousand dollars. So your donation is, is just helping me uh, pay for uh, getting out of jail. So I, I really appreciate uh, everyone who's listening, and I just wanted to thank uh, Ian for uh, paying for this call. Indeed, he did. Yeah, I know it's not cheap to call from the jail, so... It,
0: yeah, I, you know, I'm, so so you're well, um, you're fed and well and reasonably I'm, mentally healthy? I'm fed
3: healthy? and well and reasonably healthy. It's really unpleasant here. I have to say, jail is my least favorite place I've ever been, Well, I don't ever want to come back. You have spent some
0: time, <laughs> two two trips in one week, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, and possibly a third, because I'm going to the dance party again Friday. Right. So <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm... It's never going to end here. So Der- but the, the staff has been friendly.
1: Derek, what, uh, what sort of um, motivated you to be the, basically the only one at this 420 event to actually pull out uh, allegedly marijuana and um, uh, proceed to try to smoke, it? it looked like, from the video?
3: Well, what inspired me was that I came there to smoke. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I wasn't going to be scared by the presence of these thugs in costumes doesn't change anything about me smoking a bowl being a peaceful act. And so I just acted as if I wasn't afraid of them. Maybe I was a little bit afraid of uh, them putting their hands on me. I, I did tell them that before I decided to pack the bowl and smoke it. But, yeah, it was that no one else was doing it. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with everybody? What are well, you, afraid?
2: Hey, Derek, I just want to say it was an honor to be there yesterday and to have the opportunity to film your beautiful performance artwork. <laughs> it, it it really raised the raised civil disobedience to a fine art. And uh, it was uh, just a pleasure being able to go through that footage and watch the experience and, and to, to, to present it to the world through the YouTubes. But uh, I, I just also want to say that there We were there smoking today and stared down the cops, and there, were, there was a good crowd of people, including myself, smoking marijuana at the town square in Keene in solidarity with you.
3: Uh, well, I'm glad to hear it, Adam, and it does take two, so thank you for holding the camera and making...
2: I also want to ask you a question, because when, when I was looking at the footage of you serenading this rookie female cop, <laughs> who seemed to be <laughs> not quite as taken with you as a woman who was not wearing a blue costume might have been... Um, how planned was this? Because really, what what you did when you, you you sang to her, like the 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 just so to, to recap for for the listeners, the pipe was pulled out of your hand, and you continued right. to hold your lighter as if you were smoking, and you had already started singing, and the crowd had had been backing you up. You had backup singers for "Give Peace <laughs> a Chance." Yep, and you were serenading this woman. And then pleading with her, I was thinking if I had scripted this out as a music video, I could not have designed it better. How much of that w- was planned? Because I understand a lot of this is spontaneous, and you have to react to the scenario as it develops. I mean, was, did you have the song picked out at least?
3: No, I mean, it, I think this is—it's uh, pretty clear from the video. If um, you you show the footage while I'm packing the bowl, I'm like, hey, I should probably have a song for this. I tried to put on the the boombox so that I could listen to some music while I was smoking. I like to smoke the music. Um, Mm -hmm. But without any battery, I said, let's sing a song instead. Because, you know, I I don't like to just smoke in silence, especially with all this pressure from all these uh, (laughs) guys with guns around. So, yeah, I think you can see in the video, I'm just going through a list of songs in my head and thinking, I don't know, what's a good one? Give Peace a Chance. Everyone knows that one. It's just one chorus repeated over and over again. So that was all right. That's
1: what I chose and if people seem to go with it. Well, Derek, uh you you were a great star in this this video and and uh Adam definitely did a great job of cutting it up and and filming it. So there's a, there's a definitely a very good piece of uh of art out there that's going to strike with individuals who might not uh, know what's going on or what to do with their life, and they might move here to New Hampshire because of what you've just done.
0: Yeah, I've got to say this is better, um, this is better civil disobedience and a lot I've seen. Folks that are into cannabis freedom are going to like this video, and you can see it at CD, uh, Excuse me, cdevolution.org. Oh,
3: yeah, and please send your donations to Free Talk Live and cdevolution.org for covering this event.
0: Well, I think well, first we need to, to cover your pail.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's first. So how and do people I'm,
0: get money to you, Derek?
3: Well, I'm thinking, I haven't spoken with Tally about this, but I imagine once he hears it, he'll quickly put up a website on cdevolution.org where you can make a donation uh, attention, Derek.
0: Yeah. I'm so sure that that's... It, it,
3: remember that if you do make that donation, include your name and address if you'd like to be sent my clothes or pictures of me and, and a fancy... Do
2: you want to go over that one more time? What, what, what's on up for the offering here, Derek? Oh,
3: yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, I, what I was thinking was if you're inspired enough to make a donation of $20 or less, I will mail you a handwritten letter of thanks accompanied by a picture of the incident signed by me. For a donation of under $100, I will sing you a song and send you a CD with that letter, picture, and autograph. For a donation of $100 or more, I will videotape myself dancing to a song of your choice, record myself singing a song of your choice, and write you a letter and with an autographed <laughs> picture. So please send your donations via Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Attention, Derek. Yeah, you have And to... while you're there, throw in Free Talk Live and see the evolution of new clams for their dedication to liberty endeavors.
0: Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Appreciate the update. And uh, all the best, and hope you get out of there really soon. 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Mark Stevens coming up next. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. This is Sakel Toll-Free Call-In-Line, 855-450-3733. You know that cigarettes are bad for your health. You've probably been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. It's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier by some estimates. Listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. They provide you with one of the best-made e-cigarette vaporizers on the market. You can feel it. It just feels substantially different than the rest of them. The weight is there. It has a larger vaporizer in it. It's made made um, made, made from quality parts, and you can expect it to last a long time. A -a pack-a-day smoker will already save $120 a month by switching over. You can get a free starter kit from VaporSmiths.com by purchasing 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. You'll also get free shipping from VaporSmiths.com. Or you can call 855 to get vapor or go to VaporSmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR, VaporSmiths.com. Let's go to Mark Stevens in Phoenix, Arizona. Mark?
4: Hey, how you doing, guys? All's hey, well. We sure.
0: Now, I heard you... Oh, uh, I wanted
4: to give... Yeah, you've,
0: right. you've done something with Ian's paperwork, and I wanted to hear about that.
4: Yeah, I um, I had uh, did a thing where Ian was on my show a couple of weeks ago. I did. A, he called, and uh, so we did a segment where I was going to do a habeas corpus petition on his behalf, and and just on on a chance that I would be able to do it. I figured, what the hell, I'll throw my name into it, and they're allowing me to do a telephonic hearing. Uh, for the habeas corpus, and someone, uh, uh, David in, in Keene is is also, uh, he's the one on the ground that's actually filing the stuff and helping that. But we've got an initial hearing on the habeas corpus on Monday at the Cheshire County Court. You guys, I'm sure, know where it's there on 12th Court Street in Keene, sure. but they changed the time on me. Okay. And uh, it's going to be at 8.30 a.m. Oh, and God. To make the excuse. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Phoenix, so it's 5.30 for me. Nice. <laughs> Well, they're trying to blame Ian for this. They're saying it's because of the video component of it, that it has to be at 8.30 instead of the original 2.30. Yeah,
0: that sounds like a nasty trick, but okay. Blame
2: the Uh, least powerful uh, person in the situation.
4: Right, right, right. exactly. (laughs)
2: The guy who's in jail, (laughs) who is going to do whatever you tell him to do. If he's in jail, it must have been his fault.
4: Well, yeah, so to blame him for having it, because it was originally scheduled, I don't know how much information David has put out, and you know, there's something on Facebook, but it was originally set for 2.30, and uh, when I spoke to the court today, they granted the motion to appear telephonically, and they changed it to 8.30, so for those who are in Keene who want to show support for Ian Freeman, uh, 8.30 in Keene Court, they're the Sheshire County Court, and we'll be doing the initial uh, stuff uh, as far as the habeas corpus. I'm hoping to get it, you know, to get them out on Monday.
0: So, so we'll by hoping, do you reasonably believe you're going to get them out on Monday, or?
4: Well, I believe this according to the issues, and 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 a lot. Of, we we got some pretty good issues that that we've thrown into the mix here, and and I'm thinking that at the what's going to happen is that they may not actually. Give me a decision in my favor and release him. I think they may look at it in that 90 days was so far excessive. It is. Even if they consider what he did to be a crime that they'll just let him go on, you know, they'll process him out on Monday or Tuesday instead of really getting into the issues that we wanted, you know, that I brought up in the the petition for habeas corpus. So so
2: wait. So you're saying that there's enough room for subjective intervention on the part of the the judge hearing this case uh, that it would be valuable for people to show up in support right to 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 exercise that influence
4: right i believe that you know if, if for people to go in as members of the media whether you know for this show or i i let people you know for my show that let the bailiff know to inform the judge that they're there from my radio show acting as a media rep doing a series of shows on judicial misconduct and they're there observing and they want the judge to know out of courtesy so it usually puts the judge on a little bit better uh, behavior, and and not in Keene. No,
1: think <laughs> no. <laughs> in Keene, there's actually a, a recording equipment and camera ban uh, in effect for the Eighth Circuit in Keene, which is this area. Just the one room, There's one building. No, actually two buildings. Okay. Su- okay. Superior Court and, and District, District Court. Court. Okay. Yep. So if you bring a, you well, tr- try to come in there, you have to f- submit a motion first that has to be approved. So.
4: Oh well. Yeah. Uh, they- well, I already have motion to the grant to do appear telephonically. So I've got that part covered.
1: Yeah, I, I
0: really, uh, you know, I worry about uh, letting folks I, for one, I worry about showing up at these things. I obviously have to go. This is my business partner and I'm going to have to report on what happened one way or the other. But you know i i often wonder are um are the folks that go and you know don't take their hats off don't stand up for the judge and do all that uh all all the stuff that that upsets them are they helpful are they um you know a hindrance to the case i don't know are we are you going to be in front of the same judge that sentenced him john arnold
4: i don't actually have a indication here on who the judge is and uh i've been so busy with irs stuff you know i actually forgot i would not think it was it would be before judge arnold because it's his decision that it was was his judgment that we're attacking okay and so i i'm I'm fairly certain they didn't do that if they did obviously i mean i'll find out tomorrow and, and i'll put in immediately to have him uh disqualified and changed because he can't obviously sit on that. What I do recommend, though, Mark, is that when somebody does go as a, as a rep of my radio show, that they show up uh, dressed professionally and act completely professional. That uh, they should wear a suit and tie and, and really not say any more than what I just you know, mentioned, like when, you, when they advise the bailiff that they're there to observe. And then that's just what you do. Just blend in. Let the judge just know that there's people there from the media and blend in. Their job is already done by ad- advising the bailiff so that he tells the judge the media is there.
0: Mm. Yes. Well, so, I, I I don't disagree with that. I mean, you know, so you don't expect them to bring your, uh, you know, your your minions to bring a recording equipment or anything like that. Is that correct?
4: No, I know I'm going to handle that. Okay. I, I've got that covered. So they don't have to, to do that. I can make a record of that uh, on my end, which is no problem. I, I just am hoping that because what they said here is that it's a structuring conference, and i got to plead ignorance on that. I don't even know what a structuring conference is, but I'm going to do what I can to extend that and try to get, you know, get to the issues uh, that, that we have in the petition to get him out. And, and, and so hopefully that that's what's going to happen on Monday morning, because it is habeas corpus. It's not something that they're supposed to take six weeks to take care of. I don't want them setting a hearing on his 87th day.
2: Wait, they're calling this hearing a structuring conference.
4: Yes, it's a structuring conference on the petition for writ of habeas corpus.
2: Did they just make that up?
4: I, I think they did. I've never heard of that before. I, <laughs> wow. I, and I, you know, I, I may just be some schmuck from Long Island, but I, I've been in the court system long enough that I've never heard of something. But maybe that's a New Hampshire thing. Maybe it's a Keene thing. I don't know. I've never heard of that before. But I'm going to do what I can to bring the issues in and, and show that, look, this is a man's life. I mean, this is someone sitting in prison. So I have a little bit of empathy here and realize we're not dealing with a traffic ticket here. This is someone who's actually sitting in jail. Uh, you know, a, a productive member of the society, even if he is the uh, un, unofficial spokesman of the free state project, as this idiot, uh, Arnold keeps saying.
0: Yeah, that's what it, what, he, what he seems to believe. Um, he actually deviated from the sentence that was given to him, uh, given by the lower court in this uh, in this case that Ian had, and basically, it's it would appear as though he charged him extra for uh, having a jury trial. Um, you know, I mean, it was. Ian would be out probably right now if it um, or or very very close to being out if it was uh, if we had the other sentence. Mark, do you have anything else to share?
4: Uh no, that's it. I appreciate the time.
0: Thanks, Mark. 855-450-3733 Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you ever, if you found out that all the best liberty activists from all over the world were moving to one place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes, would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Again, it's freestateproject.org. Org. Let's go to Hugh in Florida. Hugh, thanks for holding.
7: Hey, what's up, guys? What's going yeah. on? Hey. I just want to know if you've heard about or have any updates about Obama being ordered by the military to Denver uh, Deep Underground Military Bunker. Like right now? Like September 14th, I think the story came out.
3: I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, Where's the
0: story from? No.
7: Um, I heard it from a,
0: I think it's a Russian news source. Okay. It wasn't me. Pravda, RT?
7: (laughs) (laughs) um, Actually, what I heard was NATO plans a DEFCON 1 um, readiness drill, September 27th. Okay. And I want to know, like, do you guys know anything about that or anything? I don't because know. Not putting it on the mainstream news or anything.
0: I don't know the first thing about it. I, I, I you know, why would they? Why would they have to have the president if they could just uh, roll around a mannequin? This is the president.
2: <laughs> yeah, but here it's, he it's, comes. I mean,
0: I don't don't mind the beer cart that we're we're toting him around on.
2: I, I mean, I could be wrong, but this sounds like exactly the kind of thing that is really just a routine part of the security state mechanism that is not particularly newsworthy and a lot of people will go well that's not that, that is newsworthy because it shows how ridiculous the security state apparatus is but we have all sorts of better examples of this than well, i found how a they uh, spirit away the president
1: i found a uh, article that has to do with this actually it's um basically they're doing a defcon one cocked pistol maximum readiness readiness alert drill on september 27th which will be overseen by president obama at the united states one of the most secure bunkers located beneath the denver international airport
2: well obama's actually overseeing it personally
1: that's that's what this uh, article goes so it's a political
2: out. stunt it's Pro- not even yep, part right. of the security state apparatus it's
1: using the security does, state apparatus not what only what business that, does
0: he have overseeing <laughs> this not only that
1: but the, the the place where this article comes from is the european union times which isn't even an american paper it's, <laughs> so it's a it's a disturbing report prepared by general alex Something so why was, are you are you yeah. disturbed by this Hugh
7: yeah, what I are you disturbed by if there's any like, lit, um,
9: like legitness
0: to it well, I don't think if they're planning ahead on the twenty seventh that there uh, that there's anything that anything to be concerned about they're just doing i mean you you do agree that organizations that are meant to protect folks need to do drills right yeah so
7: Understandably, and so of course you couldn't like alert the public because.
2: Well, so a, a government organization that's meant to pretend to protect folks has to make it has to make it look like it's pretending to protect folks. Right. Yeah, that seems like what's happening to me, Hugh. I, I
0: don't think we're uh, I don't think we're experiencing a. Uh, it, it could be that they're they're releasing the uh, the live uh, virus for the uh, swine flu at that point, and uh, you know all us little <laughs> folks. So this is this is when they're going to pare us down to that half a million number that the Bilderbergers have been wanting for a long time. <laughs> but I. I don't think so. If so, what are we going to do about it?
7: Exactly. So I just wanted to keep you guys informed. Right I appreciate
0: now. it, Hugh. I do really appreciate it. I, 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 I'd I say keep smiling and forget this happened. Well, if you have a bunker on that day, <laughs> there you go. and you're
2: going to be there anyways, <laughs> yeah, maybe keep the hatches closed for you another couple hours. or ah, Who
0: knows? 27th, you could probably dig a bunker in
2: that amount of time. <laughs> this wouldn't be my reason to dig a bunker, though, in the first place. <laughs> no. There, there are lots of better reasons than Hugh, this. Hugh, thanks
0: for the call. Really appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. You know, it's 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 hard to deduce things from news stories as to you know what's. What's going to happen and what's not? Um, you know, I don't. I don't think the government's sending us uh, signals, uh, messages. Um, you know, th- through the news. I think that if they really wanted to keep us in the dark about something, oh, well, they're they're sending us lots of signals, Mark.
2: They're <laughs> saying, "Be afraid, they... be very, very afraid." Well, you ask them that, they'll they'll just tell you that that's what they want you to do. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Should you be afraid? Um, yes, be very afraid, and uh, we will protect you. Well, here's something to be afraid of. The, uh, Cap- a
0: Capistrano couple in, in a legal battle for hosting a Bible study in their home. This is from the CapistranoDispatch.com. city best known for its historic Catholic mission is facing a lawsuit from a uh, couple cited by code enforcement officers for holding a Bible study in their home. <gasps> this has been happening all over and specifically in California. Um, they don't want you holding Bible studies in your home. Because you might decide to call it a church. <gasps> and they need the tax revenue. <laughs> right. Of course. Money, money,
1: money. money.
0: <laughs> tax and, uh, Ch- Chuck and Stephanie Fromm paid 200 bucks in fines after receiving at least two citations from the city of San Juan Capistrano. They appealed the tickets to a hearing officer who sided with the city, leading to an August 31 lawsuit in Orange County Superior Court. How dare they tell us we can't have whatever we want in our home Stephanie Fromm says, "Well, they do tell you that all the time, Stephanie. You just are upset now because it's Jesus, you know. It's your home, right? right. It's your home. <laughs> First, they came for everybody else,
1: and you were the only one left. <laughs> you don't want gay people to be able slunders. to live in their
0: home and get mm-hmm. married. And I don't know what what's. I don't know what Stephanie yes, wants. Yes, for all
2: you know, this woman could be a, an upstanding libertarian Christian she, activist. She could be, but there are lots of people out there that uh, that, that would say the same sort of thing, and now they're only going to be concerned with what goes on in their home. So, so and, Mark, can I can I?" Can I do this? Can I start a Bible study group in my home and call it a church? And I get think you, and you should.
0: Taxes? Yes. Uh, I, I think that there's an argument to be had for doing just this. Many oh, churches start out in people's homes. But if you
2: call it a Native American church, you get to do drugs, too. I So Ooh. I understand. Um, or I, I should say practice medicine without a license. Only if you pay the, the guy uh, the, Spiritual the the fee something. to find the consulting
0: <laughs> fee first, though. He's <laughs> got some kind of fee for yeah, it. Yeah, he needs at least two hits. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it my way. So she says, we want to be able to use our home. We've paid a lot and invested a lot in our home and backyard we should be able to be hospitable the Froms are 18 year residents of Capistrano moving to their Capistrano home and uh, branding Iron Road from Laguna, um, Laguna Nigel because they saw that it had a good place to raise their children they have five and run their own business a historic town with a strong equestrian lifestyle Capistrano is a 50, 50, officially 50 years old but grew up around the 234 year old Mission Chuck Fromm is a publisher of Worship Leader Magazine. Worship Leader is a international 20-year-old magazine for pastors, worship leaders, musicians, vocalists, sound and visual text technology awards, whatever. And um I think that they've, you know, these folks are gonna try to push this because, well, they've 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 got a media outlet to to really let folks know. And this is kind of what we need because obviously the government doesn't want you to be able to use your home as a, uh, you know, the, the, the churches don't have to pay property taxes. They don't have to pay all kinds of taxes. And the government doesn't want that expanding to individuals. Frankly, as far as I'm concerned, everybody's got their own personal philosophy. And a church is really about a philosophy. And so therefore, everybody is their own church. So therefore, nobody is, would be liable um, to the government. As far as I'm concerned, the government didn't create you, so it has no reason to be able to tax your labor. If the government can tax some organization or person, that organization would be a corporation because it grants the corporation. And those, to me, are the only uh, legitimate – places that they can uh that they, they can tax and so that would likely disincentivize people from incorporating and therefore incentivize people to be responsible for their actions because incorpor- uh, corporations manage to shield people from their actions to some extent and this is the whole nasty mess you see it's circular logic there's no <laughs> holes in it <laughs> Circul- circles don't have holes well they have one in the middle <laughs> <laughs> there's a big giant one right through the middle <laughs> So um, the the, the from citation says they violated section whatever of the Capistrano Municipal Code, which pro- pro- prohibits religious fraternal or nonprofit organizations in residential neighborhoods without a conditional use permit. So I'm not sure that this. I mean, is it an organization having people over to your house to uh, I, to to pray? Well, at what point did they decide that they? crossed over here well it says no that no churches temples synagogues monasteries religious retreats or other places of worship um or other fraternal or community Don't service pray organizations your bedside. <laughs> so, yeah right so what, what if it's just me praying i uh, very confusing are these folks right i mean am i wrong on this one 855 450 free free talk live
8: I can truthfully say that verbal surgery.com, best dadgum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right
0: now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. Verbal surgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some verbal surgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here. 855 450 Put a one in front of that. For those of you that don't know, that's a toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI has a full, full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's Really, three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Again, it's SACL, C-A-I. Let's go to Shane in Iowa. Shane.
8: Hey, guys. What's going on? Yeah. I was wondering what you guys thought of the right to defend oneself and others. I would assume that you would say that it extends to others.
0: Well, I think that uh, you know there's there's sort of reasonable, reasonable uh, contextual,
1: yeah, like circumstances.
0: But I, I also think that that can be taken too far. So, um, you know, like the instance where the uh, people will always, well, if you see a woman getting beaten on the street by some big
2: guy, well, I, you know, I always wonder about that. Did she just steal his wallet? You know, I don't know, right? Well, there's there's a great philosophical explanation of this from the Heimlich maneuver, which makes it much simpler to understand, and that is. If you are giving someone the Heimlich maneuver, aren't you technically aggressing against them? Well, yes, but in the situation in which someone is choking, you can make a reasonable assumption that they would want that particular force to be initiated against them duh so, so in the same to, sense you'd have, if, you
8: have to factor in the context well no no yeah. no,
2: no it's, it, there's more to it than that i'm not making such so simplistic a point but uh you're also then liable for the consequences of your action should you be wrong should you perform the heimlich maneuver on someone who is not choking and cause them bodily harm you are taking that liability on by engaging in that action And so the re- the Assurance of reasonableness is based on you as an actor wanting to go in and saying, I'm going to help this person because I'm reasonably sure that they are choking and that they want this to happen and that if they're not choking, they'll forgive me for being mistaken based on whatever. So in the same sense, you have to get to that same standard of reasonable assuredness when applying force on someone else's behalf, especially when you're adding the other layer in of aggressing, hypothetically aggressing against someone else. But if you are stepping in on the assumption that you are providing a service or something of value to the person being aggressed against that is just and worthy, then you can make that judgment on a presumption that it is something that they like, for example, when they're when someone is, is choking, you can't ask them, would you like the Heimlich maneuver performed on you? Are you choking, sir? And, you know, right, there's that, that, that's, the, that's the, why they have that signal. So maybe there should be a signal for, please come in and, and help me defend myself. But, you know, uh, 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 I think that's usually I someone you screaming, help. Help as me! In, <laughs> as in, I give you permission to aggress against this person, but you have to apply the same judgment. Am I reasonably sure that what I am doing, first of all, for your own standard, is just? Two that you are a- assured of the situation, and that you know that if you are wrong, if you shoot the guy who 's getting his wallet back from the old lady, that you 're willing to face the consequences of that the same way that if you gave someone the Heimlich maneuver who wasn 't choking, that you 'd be ready to face the consequences of that I think a lot of the
8: All right, well, as far as the Heimlich maneuver goes i mean there 's laws in some places at least and it was a Seinfeld episode about it. Where the Good Samaritan if you laws. Do don't help someone. Yeah, I mean, are those? Uh, I don't know. Are those moral? What,
2: no, the Good Samaritan I mean, laws you, are you're fundamentally to do morally wrong. You good
8: intentions wrong. and you're trying to help someone, and you hurt them.
2: Because I mean, it is imposing a standard. Like it is imposing a standard on someone that is is unreasonable you are demanding you, you are cons. It, it, it's the same as conscription you are de- you are compelling service from someone but it's also the this good samaritan laws generally protect people that are
0: providing that service at the same time so it's this kind of dual thing you should right, it
2: goes both ways you know it's
0: it's ludicrous to uh, get a wrongful death suit for breaking somebody's ribs whose
2: heart has stopped right but the seinfeld one the seinfeld reference here was I, a particular good samaritan law where they all went to jail, all the the Seinfeld characters went to jail for not stopping someone from getting mugged, which is absurd because what if the guy is, this is such an unreasonable standard, what if the guy doing the mugging is armed? You have to be the good Samaritan and stand in between him and the victim. I don't think so. Right. Yeah, um also y- y- I mean with these circumstances you never
0: know what's going on. Yes. I had one time I had a girl steal my um car keys. This was back in high school. I didn't know what to do. She wasn't going to give them back to me. She wanted me to stay where I was and I needed to go and so I attempted to physically get them from her. She uh, the keys poked her in the hand. She had a lot, like a little tiny drop of blood drawn as a result and uh, you know she beat me in the face uh because of it. Come on. Yeah, right. You know, like I've done something wrong trying to get my car keys back. So, you know, I can see somebody drawing down on me. What are you doing to that? Put that lady down. She's got my car keys. I do not. What do you do? You I, I
1: think there's there's so many situations in life where the, the whole idea of a one size fits all answer to anything is just completely you know absurd. There there isn't. Uh, Self defense is definitely one of those things where you're in a situation and you're taking in what variables you can and making what decisions you can, but ultimately. It's it's one of those uh, fight or flight for most people. They aren't trained to deal with uh, intense situations of aggression or whatnot. And so they, they pretty much react out of what little they know, what little uh, instinctual action is in them.
2: And if you're not at least as sure in what you are doing as you would be giving a choking person the Heimlich maneuver... Don't use force against someone.
0: Right, and that's what it comes down to, is a lot of people have seen how they can be a hero on TV by stopping something or another. So they carry a gun around waiting waiting to be a superhero, and you never know exactly what the circumstance is that you're getting into. What are you trying to say about me? I I, I don't know. What (laughs) I'm getting
6: at here, though, is the uh, the
8: idea of defending oneself against an obvious perpetrator or aggressor, like perhaps – Maybe someone getting kidnapped for enjoying a plant of their choice.
2: What's your standard of
8: obvious? I don't think I could sit around and watch good people like you guys okay. get handcuffed, tossed around, thrown in the back of a car. Then you I mean, shouldn't. Then, then you, like, you should I not participate watch. in
0: civil civil disobedience, Shane. <laughs> because <laughs>
8: well, maybe maybe I shouldn't. But I mean, maybe if I have a right to defend myself and others from harm. I mean, I don't know if that's immoral. I
0: can see. Well, I'm not. Saying, no, it's no, not about not immoral, nice Shane. Do, it's but. Shane. Shane, it's not about morality. Morality's out of the picture when you're dealing with the state. It's about practicality and what works. And what doesn't work is pulling out a Glock 40, uh, uh, 40 and. No, and, and
8: well, no, no. I mean, I'm not talking about. I'm just saying, like, I I, I would have felt compelled to, you know, get in Stand the Stand in front of, of a police car with Derek, Derek J. in it. For doing nothing. You know, she was following them around, and they were they were the ones that were trying to intimidate people. They were, I mean, we all said the state's dogs, well, they, I mean, it was pretty apparent that afternoon. Well,
1: look at, look, and,
8: I mean, they were getting in people's faces, and it seems like people were being awfully nice about it. And at that point, they hadn't hurt anyone. Look at the but result, though. At
1: look at the result without any violence from anybody doing anything. We have this video of Derek singing this song, this this perfectly peaceful song. And he gets the violence that, that happens is all on the state. All the bad actions are all on the state because no one stopped anybody. No one tried to get in between Derek and the cop or, or maybe wrest Derek away from the cop or try to help him escape. No, it was just Derek took his lump and the state looks really bad. Well, it's funny. There is, one, there is a slight exception
2: There's to that to point out.
8: People. I mean, I, I'm going to move out there and I want to be free. That's all I really want is to be left alone.
2: But well, there'
8: like people that beat up on others either.
2: There was a little like it, exception it, to this. In,
8: oh, go
2: ahead. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry to talk, try to talk over you, Shane. I wasn't trying to interrupt, but um, about what JJ said here, that, that, this is just one more ridiculous point. I don't think we covered about this incident. When Derek J was in handcuffs with the two female, they sent the two female polo- police officers on the scene, of course, to, to go get him. Rich Paul walked up to him and was like, hey, man, it looked like he was saying, is there, is there anything in your pockets? And actually went up and felt his pockets to see if he had anything, like any other contraband to take out of his pockets. Yes. This, is, this is the ridiculousness of the process of being arrested. They look at your hands and ignore the fact that there could be someone punching you in the face while they are disabling you and keeping you from protecting yourself. Sorry, I just had to get that out because it, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, I didn't it's, catch that.
0: That's, yeah. that's
1: interesting to point out. Well,
0: that's uh, folks always thinking Shane. I was really kind of upset and angry at uh, the government and the system when I moved here for the Free State project and once we got I got here and I saw that there was real hope for liberty in our lifetimes and that that way that hope was going to be achieved was through love and respect and by um you know people people standing for their freedom in one manner or another my my attitude changed i wasn't uh, you know i'm not nearly as angry about it i have a tendency to get angry and i can see um you know there are times when i watch these videos and i get so upset oh yeah, definitely. like i get stomping I mean, around the house upset I was
8: home last night just to, you know turn the computer on real quick and i see my friends and then some kid getting arrested. Like, what, what, what's this? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very frustrating.
0: Like, I think you'll find peace once I you... Mean, yes, I get arrested a lot too, but
8: <laughs> it's not just because
2: I hang out with free people. It's because the town I live in, it's a police town.
0: Fight and, talk line. and now it's time for the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio
4: Minute. With tips and advice on controlling your emotions so they don't control you. Here's New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. You know, there's a saying that I have that I really enjoy, and it's this. Let emotions subside and then decide. You know, we all come to times in our life where we have to make decisions. I mean, really, all day long we're making decisions. Some of those decisions are more important than others. But especially if you're having to make a really important decision, you don't want to do it in a time of emotion. I've found out that emotions rise, but then they fall. So if I make a decision when my emotions are up, I'm likely not to want to do what I said I would do when my emotions fall down. Don't let your emotions drive you to take action, but make a wise, godly decision so you can follow through. For the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information to help you control your own emotions so they don't control you, please visit
0: Joyce Meyer. That's M-E-Y-E-R dot org. The average person has 70,000 thoughts every day. And many of those thoughts trigger a corresponding emotion. In Living Beyond Your Feelings, Joyce Meyer examines the gamut of feelings that human beings experience. She discusses the way that the brain processes and stores memories and thoughts. Then, emotion by emotion, she explains how we can manage our reactions to those emotions. Living Beyond Your Feelings, the newest book from New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer, is available
10: wherever books are sold.
0: that's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And Adam Kogus. And JJ. Let's go straight into the calls, guys. Is this uh, William from Texas?
9: Yes, sir. That was was my fault. What was your fault? Oh, I hung up.
0: Well, it worked out. You called back in on the same line. I didn't even know you were gone. Sweet. (laughs) So, what would you like to talk about, William? We have the smartest callers.
9: <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I on air right now? You are yes, ready sir. to go. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I thought it was really, I did hear a little bit of what you were saying earlier. You said mora- morality is out of the question when dealing with the state. Yeah,
0: it's it, Well, I, I don't know that it's out of the question. You should deal with everybody on a moral basis. I'm just saying that when you're talking about morality, it doesn't apply the same way with the state. Because if, for instance, I believe that taxation is theft and that you should be able to protect yourself against somebody who is attempting to extort money from you and that that is a right of yours. However, if you attempt to use violence to um, prevent yourself from being extorted by the government, people will interpret that as you being a wacky loon mountain man who's holed up on a compound – uh, with a fifty cal in his house, ready to shoot his wife and kids. That's what they're going to hear on the news. That's what they're going to be presented. The news is remarkably statist, and you know they do not attempt to get both sides of this story.
1: Well, and also the victim. Most of the victimless crime laws are are not based on morality at all, but but based on uh, social norms and prudishness and uh, how individuals think other individuals ought to live.
9: And
2: excuses for the state to generate revenue,
1: exactly.
9: You know your your, your intelligent response to that brings up uh, one thing that I, you're going to get me so sidetracked here. I had another question, but you do bring up the fact that if I if you owe me fifty bucks or hundred bucks or whatever, can I go put you in a cage or threaten you with a gun and say? Even money, or you're
0: going in a cage. Nope, debtors' debtors' prison only applies with the government, and usually, as I understand it, um, they they. I think that they mostly only do it if they feel that you've been fraudulent in some way on the piece of paper that you sign for them, the uh, the tax return. So you can actually owe them money and continue on. I don't know that I've ever heard a story, and somebody will send it to me now that I say this. I don't know that I've ever heard a story about somebody who's not paying back their tax debt quickly enough going to jail. Yeah, what I mean is it's
9: you know, like, you know, when somebody writes you a ticket, you know, you get a- the speeding ticket or whatever, and you don't pay it.
6: They'll darn sure put you in jail for that. that. Yeah. They, yeah you're
9: right. you, how, you, can, how come if I loan you 100 bucks, or, or you do $100 worth of damage to my property or whatever, how come I can't put you in a cage until you pay me?
0: You're right. It's debtor's prison. Um, government has debtor's prison. Nobody else does.
9: <laughs> okay. Well, but, there, but is, anyway. hold on. there is There
2: is. the possibility of it in, in a free market if it's contractually agreed on. For example, if there was a, a major loan or a large contract and they said, well, no, if you for if you really w- fail to complete your side of the contract, you agree to some form of servitude of restitution and if it 's contractually agreed on and you voluntary voluntarily agree on it but it can 't be a prison then because you can 't be Forcing someone into that situation if they're really agreeing on it, and again, if they resist, the only real answer in, in, in a free society is the
1: is ostracism. You don't do business with that person ever again, and you make sure that no one else does. Right, and that if someone damages your property, if it's a non contractual sort of damages, then you're looking at uh, ostracism, reputation, credit in the community, being able yep. to buy food from the store, and, and uh, it's just you know being able to get your car serviced by the mechanic because. Your reputation is good, not just credit in the community, but credit everywhere. I mean, look at the eBay score.
0: I mean, that's yep. worldwide. Oh, right, and yeah. if you've got a good eBay score, you can use that in all kinds of different instances
1: to to prove your credit. There are plenty of ways to solve that issue without resorting to violence and, and caging people. I think I think the, the the evolved mind needs to think outside that box, being the cage, and find solutions that that don't involve. You know, the force. And that's competition in the
0: marketplace. The person who owns, who um, provides the loan for $1,000 without the jail option is going to get more business than the yep. person who <laughs> provides the loan for $1,000 with the hard labor turning but, big rocks into little ox- but rocks. But
2: that option will have to be available for the, the, the guys person, that have the bad credit who right, cannot right, pay it. Can the only back. way I'll get my loan or right. I'll get my job is to agree to some form of, of that. William?
9: Yeah, yeah, y'all you, you bring up good points, and I, I'm maybe talking about, I guess, like you said, if my car was parked in the, on the side of the street or whatever, and somebody ran into it and did fifteen hundred dollars of damage, and they didn't have insurance, or you know, well, no, this I is... can't, I, I can't threaten them with violence, you know. But well, this, this... Certainly... this is certainly. This excuse me, <laughs> I, sorry,
2: no, I I just want before you go any further because this this is a great problem to be posed. Towards voluntary libertari- or voluntarist libertarians. How do you address that hit and run incident? And one of the answers is technology. And it's amazing to see because we can, we could talk about this in some ideal small community where everybody knows everybody. And if you hit someone's car and you don't pay them back, well, nobody wants to do business with you or let you anywhere near them or let you on their private roads. And you know, you can get into that hypothetical, but it's a little bit far fetched. But in today's world of, of cameras and, and, and camera technology and smartphones and the internet, that reputation capital is so more so much more effective as a currency than the threat of force under the government system of of injustice that, that we have today. So if someone were to do that, let's assume that in the future, if you want to be able to protect your property, one of the things you're able to do reasonably, if you have something that could sustain $1,500 worth of damage easily or have has that liability, either it would be insured or you'd have some security over it that would be able to identify the perpetrator in a way that would have that... Make it possible to hold them to accountable, not to some system based on violence, but to public opinion, to the market. Who would say you don't? If you don't make good on this, your value as an individual to the market is going to be lowered so much that it's going to hurt you more than the damage to me.
1: Not, not only that, but also looking into like the Japanese, for example, reputation is so key in their culture. Because of the family name. So if one member of the family goes out and does something wrong, well, the family members are going to be really upset with that individual for for tarnishing their name. And they're going to seek to make whole their name because they all share that that sort of family name. what you're talking
2: about is a bad, crude form of reputation.
1: It it is. It is. But I think that could evolve. With the same Absolutely. sort of sense, it's, it's an interesting,
0: yes. it, interesting marriage between libertarians and privacy advocates because the, the voluntary society that may come up in the future might very well have less privacy than we currently have today under the, the government paradigm. But
2: it'll be it'll be your your level of privacy will be determined on how much you want to build sure, what exposure sure, but you want to. Would build I want your your to do business with capital? somebody who
0: has no online presence? Um, who has no online reputation? Right, William.
9: Yeah, yeah, and all your points make a lot of sense, and it kind of—it's kind of funny because it reminds me of old times. You know, you remember when you could uh, trust a man on his handshake or whatever, because people knew him in the community. Because you know, generally communities were smaller, and moving around wasn't as easy, and so forth. A yeah, lot of it's, people it's, still do
0: business on handshakes, right. William.
2: Right, but this historical period of of mass population centers and possibilities of anonymity is kind of creating like a weird in between historical era. Almost, sure. If you want to see,
0: yeah, if you want to see what anonymity does, just go look on uh, uh, on for internet forums and see what uh, see how people go. You know, see <laughs> right. how people react. The internet hate machine, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, they're, they're a lot worse on internet forums than they are, say, on Facebook, where at the very least they've got their you know some, an
2: account that can be traced,
0: if the, not a name, right? they've got some level of accountability to what they say. And then they're better um, on the phone than they are in real life. And, uh, or actually they're better on the phone and then better in real life. And as things go up, people tend to get more polite. They're better in real life when uh, both of the parties have guns on their hips. And, you know, this is just (laughs) kind of how, uh, you know, these are higher levels of accountability. Yep.
9: Yeah. I I love your example of like the eBay uh, score. I mean, you know, I heard y'all talk about that a long time ago. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, when we go online and we shop from Amazon and you see that a person has 99.5% uh, approval rate or whatever, you know, you feel very comfortable about uh, uh, dealing with them. That's way better than any System available by the state
0: today. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I don't even know how to interpret those darn uh, credit ratings. I never know what <laughs> right. to think about it. You know, I mean, when somebody hasn't paid off their mortgage, but the mortgage was given by a bank that got a bailout, and you know, I I don't even I don't even know what to look at that with an eBay rating. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, it makes me but, more but comfortable. I do, but I do have something. I, can then you hold hold something the line you then. Your... Hold, hold the line then. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about what you want to talk about. That's what we do here. Free Talk Live. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That is the SACL toll free call in line here on Free Talk Live. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. You've probably been hearing a lot about bitcoins. Maybe you didn't know how to get them. There's an easy way. You can get bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the United States, including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Once you have your bitcoins, you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or third parties getting involved. It works just like a person-to-person cash transaction, but you can do it over the Internet. To learn more, visit exchangebitcoins.com. Again, it's exchangebitcoins.com. It makes buying and selling Bitcoins even easier, and it's a very, very useful tool, exchangebitcoins.com. Let's go back to William in Texas. William? Yes, sir. So you had another question? Yeah,
9: the, 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 I've looked up well y'all, you guys talked about uh, like 97% of the deaths in Iraq or Afghanistan or uh, whatever um, are civilian and I would love for you to share with me the uh where you, where you get that information
0: okay so um it 's difficult to quantify exactly the amount of deaths right so there 's different organizations that give different numbers. People will claim that the uh, deaths in Iraq um, were you know seven hundred and fifty thousand. A million the government itself claimed one hundred and twenty five thousand, as I understand civilian um, deaths, and that was from the WikiLeaks document and I can only imagine that the government is telling itself some lower number than what we is we the... don 't do body count <laughs>
6: right.
0: um, but there are people that have claimed higher and, and I think I can see how they would do it if, for instance, you know you cut off power um, and you know the folks in the nursing home, some of the folks in the nursing home die as a result then yeah I guess you 're you know the, the whoever cut the power is responsible for that death, and that 's what 's going to happen in a wartime situation so it 's really difficult to figure out how many civilians have died. I was trying to take a middle of the road number and look at the military deaths versus um, you know of which what are we at uh, five thousand six thousand for United States troops and then look at that versus um, you know a middle of the road number five hundred thousand. You're talking about, you know, the United States military deaths, that's 1%. I don't know how many military deaths there have been um, in Iraq, but I can tell you in Afghanistan, there was not much of a military fighting. So, you know, when when you're talking about the Taliban, it's a relatively small group of people. So I'm not imagining they've killed off that many of them either. When they lose, they've got a few bodies and the rest of them blend into the background. So that's, you know, these numbers – are they're hit and miss, and you just try to take them off the internet as best you can?
9: Yeah, that, that, well, you know, one of the, the reasons why I ask, I like to be as accurate as I can sure. whenever I uh, argue make these arguments. Sure. And showing numbers like that is a very persuasive argument, and uh, I want to, I would love to point somebody or show somewhere at least convincing enough. Uh, Website or whatever.
2: Irockbodycount.org. Uh, bodycount Do you know who? Uh, I might miss Dan. Now,
9: Do you
2: know who? I'm pretty uh, sure it's an independent organization behind it, um, but it's got a very good breakdown, and the data analysis is all there, and the numbers and everything is cited
0: yeah one of the difficulties of these organizations that do the uh the body counts um is that you know different folks have different um agendas and you know the the numbers are are difficult to uh to, to ascertain it's very it's hard to say
9: and i can see that too you know i mean it, you know like we talked about or not about statistics you can make statistics be whatever you want them to be and everything uh you know but uh, I'm just trying to I would like
5: to have something reliable to show someone. Now, the yeah. other
0: question this I is had no, had Hold to, on just on. a second. Um, this number from abracbodycount.org dot, dot is
2: actually lower than the U.S. Yes. State Department's number. Very conservative. And, and, and that's because this is exactly what is documented and absolutely provable. And, and uh, I think you're talking about how to make your case use the most conservative number you can. And in any case of government atrocity... It will be enough. And if it's not, you're not going to gain an advantage in the argument by doing a little research and saying, well, a rock body count says one hundred and two thousand to one hundred and eleven thousand. But that's even less than the State Department, because if you use the State Department number one twenty five or whatever, yeah. someone's going to say, oh, but Iraq rock body count says it could be as low as one hundred and two thousand. You don't want to be arguing that it detracts you, you can just say over one hundred thousand by conservative estimates. That I like to round yeah. down in cases like. This. I wish I
0: could find out, but Iraq body count does that count? That that's civilian deaths, and then how do you find out how many uh, members of the Iraqi military were killed um, during the uh, Iraq War? I don't know the
2: answer to that. Too many. Yeah.
9: Well, one of my yeah one of my friends pointed out that like, you know, people could put, uh, you know, uh, put handcuffs or uniforms on a dead body or whatever. Uh, you know, and point those will say, or dress them up in civilian clothes or whatever, or they're not uniformed and say they were not, they were not, uh, uh, uh military.
0: They can do anyway. such a thing. I mean, you know, the, it's a pretty it's a pretty heavy conspiracy theory to assume that folks are, uh, um, you know, that, that that they're making these things up uh, as far as civilian deaths. I, I mean, especially when uh, you know there's cases of, of military guys getting tried and convicted for for doing some of um, you know some, for for killing okay. folks and, and raping folks.
9: Sure, sure. And I guess the other question I had was, I was looking up. I've been trying to find out. Or confirm the uh, statistic I love to hear you guys talk about is like the uh, 141, uh, we get like 900 and some odd troops in 141 different countries or 131 different countries. Uh yeah, I've tried searching that, and I couldn't find anything to help me verify that. That's a good that question.
6: Even. I
2: always hear different numbers on yeah, that. Yeah, I one think too. it's
0: antiwar.com dot com is where I've gotten my numbers from on that one, and it's a uh, hundred and thirty plus nations on more than a thousand military bases. Um, you know that that's uh, that. The, those are the numbers.
2: Yeah, you round down to the hundred for something like that.
0: Yeah,
9: <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not. am not looking for exact numbers. And believe me, I'm on. I'm on uh, You know, I'm looking for that information and to be as reliable as possible. I guess one other question related to that would be, you know, you guys said that Ron Paul and I've been watching. You guys at least started watching these GOP debates <laughs> just just because of Ron Paul, uh, and uh, the, uh, someone had said or it's been said that Ron Paul receives uh, most uh, more military. Financial support than most other candidates?
6: Yes. All the other
2: Republicans. All the
0: other Republicans combined and all the other Democrats combined, but I don't know if it's all the Republicans the and primary. the Democrats combined. Well,
2: and for two, for you, you, well there aren't, there's no primary competition this year. Obama's still getting, uh, but, still getting uh, donations. Yeah, yeah, but it, uh, he's the only
0: uh, Democrat getting donations. And I think donations. because he doesn't
2: have competition from that side of the military, he's getting just less, just barely significantly less than, than Ron Paul. But in 2008, it was all of the Democratic primary candidate Before Obama won the nomination, you could add up all of the Democrats and all the Pro- Republicans, and it would be less than Ron Paul. Yep.
9: so what do you, where can I get that number or verify that or see? You military, know, just Google Google military donations Google. to Ron
0: Paul. There's, a, They're out there. I mean, that's a huge thing that people are pounding on. William, I thank you for the call. 855 450
2: free. That's a sickle. Hey, sorry, i got to give a plug to Ron Paul Forums on that one. Oh, is it Ron for Paul research? Forums? Ron can Paul
0: I? Forums, great place. Yeah, that is a great place for research. 855 450 free. Free talk live. that's the single toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Adam Kokos. And JJ. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order. It's LegalZoom.com. Let's go to Stephen in Washington. Stephen.
7: Hello, gentlemen. Uh, I'd like to say something. You know, usually uh, teenage kids are completely oblivious to politics, right?
0: A lot of times, yeah.
7: So so we're driving on the highway and we pass a car. Now, I I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if it's a Washington state phenomenon or uh, if it's just because Washington is such a liberal state. But there's. This equal sign sticker, you can get a blue background with a yellow equal sign, and this is a representation of gay marriage.
0: I'm familiar so with person, it,
7: it. Right. So the person driving the car that the sticker is on supports gay marriage. I um,
0: don't know that it's entirely just gay marriage. I mean, I think it's, it's uh, support for people who, um, you know, the
1: G- GLBT community. Well, equal, rights right. yeah, yeah, equal rights for individuals, all individuals, regardless. Yeah,
7: of. That, yeah that could be. So, um, so this we passed this car. And my teenage daughter, she's 16, she's uh, kind of looking around, you know, we're just driving around, and it's got the sequel sign on there, and then it's got a sticker about peace, and it's got another sticker about gay marriage, and then right in the middle, it's got an Obama sticker. And my daughter goes, is that person crazy? <laughs> Obama's not for peace. He's- he he's not for gay marriage or peace what is what's wrong with that person and i said i don't know i just let her i just let her rant and listen it was kind of cool <laughs> yeah you know
0: I, I wonder you know sometimes i wonder if this is a phenomenon of kids whose parents are really plugged into sort of issues and politics and whether they um, you know they kind of pick it up and repeat back what they've heard or whether um, you know they've they've got their own ideas i don't even know i mean i've i've heard it, i've heard things like this happen in the past and i've always kind of wondered to myself
2: but this is a great yeah, story, Stephen. And this is this is a, a. I mean, this is not. This is this is at least one step level cognitively more than parroting Mark. I mean, there's <laughs> logic being applied yes. and and the pointing out of a contradiction. I and, and I used to. I want to rear end every car that I saw driving around <laughs> Santa Fe with an Obama sticker and a peace sign next to it after the election. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they had the actually the Obama peace sign ones oh, yes. with the O as a uh, peace sign and that one uh, really annoys me. You'll see it. I used to see it at the uh, one of the Quaker meetings that I used to
1: go to and I just I was so annoyed by it. Well, I think it speaks to the, right. the the uh, the the religion of the state and how people are so fervent and zealot like about their choice and their leader. And it's like those sorts of details that actually matter don't matter to that person. It's that uh, that you know that figurehead in the office that has the D next to his name, and that's really all that counts.
7: Right? You know, and the thing is, is and I used to be a Democratic. I was uh, I was raised in a uh, Democrat household, and and yeah, I you know I'm I keep trying to put myself back in that state of mind to see if I can sort of uh, you know try to level these people and see where they're coming from. And and I just – I can't do it. It's like I'm so far removed from that now that I can't really do it. And the only thing I recall is in 1992, for some reason, and maybe it's because of the people I was, that I surrounded myself with, for some reason we thought that Bill Clinton was going to end the drug war. I mean how ludicrous. You know, he never made one single step towards ending the drug war. To the contrary, uh, more people were, in, were imprisoned under the eight years of uh, Clinton for drug – uh, crimes than we're under the 12 years of Reagan and Bush it's
2: not hypocrisy he didn't inhale <laughs> <laughs> let,
0: me, let me take a stab at this one because I think I may understand it so people make compromises when they get under one of the umbrellas um, whether it's a blue umbrella or, or a red umbrella um, they say well I have issues that are important to me and I'll listen to the people under this umbrella speaking and they'll probably make some sense to me and so they they tend to kind of move that direction because that's the kind that's those are the people they've opened themselves too. And that's how
2: the base is corrupted by politicians that have been corrupted by whatever influences.
0: Absolutely. And people understand also that social issues tend to move very, very slowly. This This same argument can be made for the people who want abortion to be illegal. These people have voted Republican religiously since the early 70s in the hopes that they're finally going to find uh, abortion being made illegal and they're going to throw these terrible murdering abortion doctors in jail. that noth- you know, Nothing happens to make that the-, the case and it just continues to be perpetuated. So these same right, exactly. the, the same things going on, and people who want the social issues to change understand that social issues take a very long time to change. That doesn't mean that they have to. It just means that they, you know, this is the paradigm under which we work. And I do think that people's mores tend to change slowly um, over time.
1: But well, I think, I the think government uh, works in that paradigm too. I think the efficiency of propaganda has increased. And that a lot of people, they go through the same thing every cycle. Every cycle they fall for the propaganda they vote for this dude and then they go around the water cooler three weeks later and they're moaning and groaning about how this person didn't fulfill any of their desires or wishes do and they needs.
0: even moan and groan I mean I think that they just worry about it until the election and then they stop thinking about it until the next election oh no
1: there's always the there's always the oh I made a bad decision sort of conversation that goes on at least in the co-workers that I was around okay. and whatnot it was it was one of those deals where oh but he's for this and they're all before the election they're always talking about these platitudes and these nice ideas and the propaganda that the person put out because they fall for it every time it's just like you know they're waiting for the next hustler that looks good and 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 sounds right and they're gonna put their weight behind it without even thinking about it the problem is is a lot of people don't think they simply look at this placard which has all these items on it these talking points if i agree with this one this one and this one and okay well i like this guy And, and instead of thinking about the actual, well, what has happened with the last person who promised this? What has happened with uh, the other things I wanted to see come about? You know, they don't think that stuff through, and in, and in that case, they make a, a very poor decision. They haven't applied the due diligence needed to to make a good decision.
0: I saw, uh, you know, I go out to this peace rally on pretty much a, I guess we'll call it a vigil. I'm not sure. Well, this peace thing, what do you got playing there, Stephen? Um, the the in my car. On, um every every Saturday I go out uh, here in Keene and I think it's one of the few in the nation I don't see a lot of these things going on but maybe I'm wrong and the, the Democrats there, and that's essentially what the vast majority of them are, um, they have – they've gotten it in their mind, you know what, we're going to register Republican and vote for Ron Paul. And I think that there may be a pretty large phenomenon of people that have said, you know, this is our issue piece or whatever that might have figured out that Ron Paul is the way to go. You know, even in the worst case scenario – He can't be worse than Obama. Well, even, <laughs> they're not voting against Obama. They're voting against Rick Perry or um, Romney or whomever in the primary. I mean, if you are a pro-peace Democrat, the best ticket that you could look at would be either choosing between Obama and Ron Paul, right. certainly not choosing between Obama and Rick Perry. So I think that this could yeah. really throw the whole thing for a loop if this could be uh,
2: pushed. But Rick Perry wants right. to vaccinate all the girls in China. Yeah, well, that would be great. <laughs>
7: yeah, but, uh, b- before I go, just one last thing. It is my firm belief that uh, Ron Paul can beat Obama if he can make it through the primary, and that's a huge if because I I don't think he can. Yeah, they let him. He, can, he, he yeah. will beat Obama.
0: Yeah, I really wonder. I wonder whether even um, Stephen, thank you for the call. I wonder whether if he does get. You know, do well in the primary. And I I don't I mean, I don't know what to expect at this this point. I'm not going to you know, I'm not holding my breath or anything, but I hope that he does well. I mean, I'm I'm hoping for for every, you know, I hope that he does well. It'll be good for the nation. It'll be good for people's freedom. But will they even let him um, win if the because the Republicans can pull some kind of trick uh, when it comes to nomination time? And will they, you know, have some kind of trick? I don't know. Diebold. Die, I, well, yeah, well, yeah Diebold, there we go. Even, uh, you know, the most important uh, primary is the New Hampshire primary. It's the one that comes out of the gate. And if Ron Paul doesn't perform well there, you really can't complain about anything that goes um, wrong elsewhere. New Hampshire is
2: written ballots, there are no um, Diebold machines here. Hey, Mark, can we talk about Michelle Obama getting fat for our last segment tonight? Okay. 855 free.
0: Talk Live, 855, 453 Check out the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. It is a way for you to support what we do on Free Talk Live, bringing the Liberty message to tens of thousands of people on a weekly basis. It's amp.freetalklive.com. You can uh, get some perks by joining up. We have a, a commercial free, free AMP podcast at amp.freetalklive.com. Support our mission. Support us while Ian is. Uh, on day 37 of his 90-day uh, sentence in the Cheshire County Correctional Spiritual Retreat, it's
2: Amp.FreeTalkLive.com. You know, I posted on my Facebook today a status update that is getting a, a little bit controversial. Anybody want to take bets on what kind of weight issues Michelle Obama has when she leaves the White House in 2013? What makes you think that she's, A, going to leave the White House in 2013, or B, <laughs> going to have weight issues when she leaves? Well, maybe it was a little too much optimism on that count. But I'm watching her health drive her all of her various little campaigns. She's got her White House garden. Um, you know, the, she she helped. She, 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 there's the redesigned food pyramid. She's now. a healthy mommy, right? Well, she's she's trying to be the healthy mommy for the entire country. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, the first thing I, I think of when when I see government officials or representatives in any form taking on these these sort of moral crusades, because that's really what the, the, the healthy eating thing is. It's not about education or empowerment or, say, stopping all of the things that the government does to screw up our food supply through uh, uh, subsidization of corn or other uh, things that they do to allow hormones and meat and all sorts of other bad stuff in our food supply. But... The right. she greatest, doesn't want to control the government in any way shape or form right. she wants to control people right that's never one of her options like you can't you with with you cannot with any integrity take on or even really discuss obesity in America without addressing the subsidization of corn for those who don't know the issue it's very simple corn is subsidized you can convert it into high fructose corn syrup and it is then cheaper than all the other natural relatively healthy sweeteners or food additives out there that add bulk and calories and things like that and so there's all sorts of other corn derivatives too and High fructose corn syrup is not something we evolved to be able to process. Uh, soybeans are also subsidized, and but even for people that believe that meat and fat
0: are the things that make you fat, uh, and there's you know there, there's certainly They're people not. out there to believe that carbs make you fat. Well, but, but, but people believe otherwise. The, the meat is the most subsidized of the food items out there. If you want to look at if, if the food that is least subsidized, you're talking about fruits and vegetables, and those are the areas. But basically, the subsidization is uh, very minimal. So the government doesn't want you to eat the apparently doesn't want you to eat in the sense of
2: subsidization the most healthy things. Well, as a little side story here, this this renaming of corn syrup as corn sugar, which the the industry is trying to do in response to the medical establishment finally saying that corn syrup is bad for you. Oh, well, let's not stop force feeding it to our children by putting it in 90 percent of the food products in the average supermarket. Let's just rename it. Finally, the FDA is making a, a stink about this. Trying to to criticize the industry as if the FDA is is looking out for us, but but, but what's worse here is is Michelle Obama's latest thing, and I'll, I'll explain why I think this means. She's, she's going to get fat. Because you, you, you see that the champions of these moral causes in, as in political officials. The the greatest champions are usually in, in public are the worst offenders in private. Well, you there's know,
0: that one senator that uh, voted against a gay marriage that was uh, hustling gays in the, the airport at or, one point. Or right?
2: banging his pages or something right. like that. Yeah, there's, it's, it's always a case the like preachers. that. Or the, the anti-drug warriors, yeah. or the, the religious people. It's, you know, I shouldn't say the religious people. Not that broadly. But the, the, the champions of religious causes in government. People who want to use the force of government to to change morality are usually the greatest offenders in private now I'm not saying that Michelle Obama is secretly a fat person i'm not I'm not trying to make that assertion, but here. it could be that
0: once We're, the pressure of being the first lady off and uh you know so the accountability of of that uh that role that she's trying to fill in as uh, the healthy mommy that she just says you know, screw
2: it. I'll do what I want now. It's, it's these moral crusades that are usually projections of the individual's own moral deficiencies. And what Michelle Obama is doing with this crusade to get Americans to eat healthier, not by looking at the root causes, but by making this superficial grandstand for the political benefits for, for the Obama administration, I think, I really genuinely suspect there's something else Behind this, well, that Nancy Reagan had the "just say no" campaign, and
0: uh, there was never any news about her doing drugs. Okay, so, so it's not every case, but I,
2: I really would put fifty-fifty odds when Obama is out of the White House, and I'm being optimistic here that Michelle Obama is not going to be in the White House in 2013. That she's going to have some kind of weight issue, and I mean that because this is a, a simple insight for my background in psychology I, i'm not going to say it could be absolutely it has to happen who knows maybe by making fun of her for
1: this she'll keep the pressure on herself and always be psychotic about you know this. they listen to free time but, but, live there in the right. White House. i think that a lot of the individuals that are in the, st- the positions of power within the state they have this sort of energy that they put out whether they're through manipulation lying deceiving cheating stealing greed and they have all these these power hungry motives and this sort of negative energy, that, that cheating, stealing, lying thing, it manifests it within themselves and their own health and their own wrongdoings. They they become the energy that they use. Like the, the police are the most susceptible to fear because they're constantly using fear as a weapon. That's what they know the best. And so when you confront a police officer, he might act out crazy because he's simply afraid. Because simply that, that energy is what, what he's been putting out. He becomes what he... Exhibits he manifests in himself what he has, has, has put out to the world. Okay, I know I know we want to get to a couple of callers of the last few minutes here, but I just I got to share this
2: latest thing from the Michelle Obama Crusade. This is from the Associated Press today, and I I have to read the head or the the first line here. Encouraged by Michelle Obama's campaign to reduce childhood obesity, the company that owns the Olive Garden, Red Lobster, and four other popular restaurant chains is pledging to cut the calories and sodium in its meals and overhaul its kids fare. Now. Th- Darden Restaurants Incorporated was unveiling the changes Thursday with the first lady on hand to lend support. And the language here is just so backwards. Not encouraged by Michelle's Michelle Obama's campaign. Seeing the political opportunity to do some grandstanding, here's what they're actually doing. They have pledged to reduce the calories and sodium in all of their meals by 10% over five years. <laughs> and by 20%. Over 10 years, because you know, they're going to have to ease their tussle off the sodium over time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's, it just, I'm, I'm offended. As Let's a fit person, I'm offended. Dale in New
0: Hampshire. Dale? Hey, guys. What's going on? So,
10: I just wanted to call in and let you guys know that I saw the movie Contagion, and I want to uh, just warn everyone that it's extremely boring, it's a fear-mongering, pro-government propaganda film. And so just don't watch
6: it. <laughs> this is
2: the movie review? Free Talk Live movie yeah, review. Awesome. with Dale from New Hampshire. Right. That's outstanding. I no this is a valuable movie review Dale. really appreciate that.
1: I saw I saw Colombiana recently and I found it to be very boring. I almost walked out.
10: So Well, I mean it's a, it's not the being boring. It's the pro government propaganda aspect of it that was so offensive after being bored
1: for Did the government sta-
0: Did the government save everybody?
10: Yeah, ultimately, it's like all the bad things that happen are—you know, there's a few flaws here and there, but all the bad things that happen are from people not being strictly obedient to uh, CDC and Homeland gotcha. Security and, you know. Yeah. It's, but it's, hold on. Well, so why it wasn't is, released
0: by CDC leaving their windows open or something, right?
2: Right, but the, the, <laughs> oh, but the, the reason these movies do well is because— People naturally turn to statism. People don't turn to statism because they saw a movie like this. This is soothing a need among the viewers for the easy answer. Oh, my God, unsolvable problem. Virus outbreak. Oh, well, we can turn to violence to solve it. That sounds like a good, comforting, easy answer. Just do what the government says. Don't think about it. Don't think too hard. You've already got the answer. It's called government. All you have to do is obey, sit back, and be a good little slave. Yeah. See, well, what's say creepy
10: so. to me is, Is you know, as they're issuing vaccines to people that you know are presented as the the cure to this thing or the prevention of this thing, they're giving them bracelets with barcodes on them, and everywhere they go, there's military people deciding whether to let them in places because they have to have the bracelet on. It's like okay, Hmm. no longer a prisoner bracelet from the government issued by the government.
0: It's like that emoji uh, thing that uh, liberty activists get.
6: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. good job
0: Mark
10: well, that's it what it really is creepy and stuff, and if it was really creepy and they showed the, the, all this the growth of the police state and creepy music while people were having to show their braces to get in places it would be one thing but it really isn't presented like that it's presented like oh here we are calmly solving this problem and, and yes it's really scary but we're working through it as a as a you know as a collective. <laughs> so did you
2: get the impression that the audience would get some sort of comfort from watching this, as boring as it might be, that the average statist watching this would feel a little bit at ease at the end?
10: Oh, yeah. no I mean, this it really is like as they're going through, you have these heroes, you know, the scientist who injects herself with the vaccine because it's going to take too long to go through the proper channels. And you have these and, you know, people giving up their vaccines for other people who aren't in line yet and stuff. And it's all sort of like...
2: Yeah, all right. I got to steal a couple seconds, Mark. It's been a great week so far. Thank Dale, you for, for the opportunity fun. to co-host. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah,
0: um, thanks, it's, man. It's been awesome. I mean, as good of a as good of a co-host as we've ever had on Free Talk Live. Thank you very much for coming, Adam Adam Kokesh, and uh, keeping an, keep an eye on your website, right? And the the
8: v- JJ <laughs> Adam
0: versus the man.